A referendum on gender equality relating to Articles 40 and 41 of the Constitution, which refers to women in the home, will take place later this year. The government will set up a group to agree on proposals this month with the wording to be revealed in June. The government plans to publish proposed constitutional amendments in June with a vote to be held in November. The Citizens' Assembly on Gender Equality recommended removing references in the Constitution to a woman's place being in the home two years ago. Uh, We are joined on this uh, to discuss it further by Katrina Gleeson. Katrina is the CEO of Women for Election. She's in Killaloo. And also with us is Karen O'Donnell, Director of Rape Crisis Midwest. You're both very welcome to the programme. Katrina, your reaction to the fact that this referendum is going to take place. I know when we spoke about it yesterday in our International Women's Day special, it was well received, but kind of felt that um, it, 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 it's, <laughs> it's taken a long time to, to come to this. Well, it has taken a long time to come to it, um, Alan. I mean, Women for Election, our focus is, is getting women into political life and addressing the incredible underrepresentation of women in local government and national government in Ireland. So we're sitting 100th in the world in terms of gender, in, gender equality in politics, which is... It uh, puts us behind countries like China, which is which is a damning reputation, a damning on our reputation, and also it's not good for our country. So, what we're about is looking to get more women into political life. And one of the barriers to women's participation in public life has been um, care, and I suppose the disproportionate responsibility that women have held in Ireland for care for a long time. And if I cast us back. Um, for those of you who have any interest in history, and I don't have that much, but I'm quite interested to see what happened over 100 years ago when we had women around Ireland in public life, running courts, um, providing huge leadership in terms of um, fighting for uh, independence and, and supporting the, the move for us to achieve independence. And when um, we had our first elections in 1921, we had six women who were elected at the time, um, four of them at the time from Munster, and when we brought the 1937 constitution in, what we actually did was we designed women out of public life and put them into the home. And that's what this 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 uh, particular article in the constitution, uh, where it places women solely is in the home. Now, that's not to take from the incredible, important work that women have predominantly been doing in Ireland as as carers and as as, as homemakers and 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 home home managers, but um, this is to allow for us to bring our constitution up to date with the right for women to be working in public life, but also to help change attitudes that still linger and behaviours that still linger that see that it's women's responsibility to be the the main carers in the home. And we know Ireland has changed hugely, Alan, you know yourself, and I know that significant amount of men listening in, um, including many from my own family, know that they have very important roles and they've been playing very important roles in caring. So this article is really about bringing Ireland up to date and but it's also it's also to feed in to help change existing attitudes that still remain there's data that's showing there's still about 30 percent of people that hold the belief system that um, a woman should be the main carer and the man should be the head of the household so so that's why it, it, it's very important that we're we're the the referendum is happening but i would say and i would agree with what you said about the conversation yesterday we're a hundred years uh too late with this in the first instance in that it should never have been in there but we're also um Uh, it's way overdue and I think it's great that the government now have have committed to to making it happen. Karen, the Taoiseach talking about this said we are a republic unfinished until we have equality between men and women. Would the removal 
of those references to a women's place being in the home from the constitution be another important step on the road towards equality between men and women or would there still be a hell of a lot of work to do in that regard? Well, I think the thing about it, Alan, is there's always going to be a hell of a lot of work to do when you're coming from 100 years too late. Do you know what I mean? But that's, I mean, the best time to start was 100 years ago, but the next best time was to start is today, do you know? Um, and I suppose the Citizens' Assembly is really to be commended um, in terms of their work around this area of gender equality. They got it right in relation to repeal referendum. I think they've got it right again in terms of reflecting the wider society you know, we policy is made by people in power um, and it doesn't always necessarily reflect the thoughts of the people in their kitchens or in their sitting rooms. And I think it's important to note that, you know, the Citizens' Assembly made a whole host of recommendations in relation to gender equality. And they were quite specific around the fact that recommendations need to be resourced, they need to be backed up by legislation, they need to be backed up by funds to ensure that we get where we want to go. Um, I suppose from our perspective, they made a number of recommendations around domestic, sexual and gender-based violence, um, all of which we would welcome in terms of national strategy, awareness, prevention, and specifically around the area of justice um, for people and stuff as well. So I think, yeah, we, we have a while to go, but today is a good start. Um, I think it's going to be, I mean, we don't have the wording yet in relation to what we'll be voting on in November. We're due to have that in early summer. So I'd be interested to see exactly what it would say. And I think, you know, I was listening to Catherine Day on the radio this morning who had chaired the Citizens' Assembly. And she spoke about the fact that there may be some concern around the low turnout. Um, And I think that we all have a bit of work to do to emphasise how important it is and what a key piece um, of the fabric of Irish society the constitution is because people can often feel a little bit divorced from it but the understanding around how we set out our stall as a nation and what we view as important and what we view as primary to us and I think the fact that we're now moving to a space where we will have an opportunity to vote on that um, and say that yes we want to have equality for um for our people and for our citizens, I think it's definitely to be welcomed. Yeah, and, and, and Katrina Karen mentions the, the the Citizens Assembly did make a number of recommendations. Among those uh, were recommendations that the Constitution should explicitly refer to gender equality and non-discrimination. How important would it be for the Constitution to include references such as those? Um, well, I suppose from women's for, women for elections perspective, um, these are big constitutional questions that have have had a lot of consideration from a lot of experts from as Karen was in there, the Citizens Assembly, who I agree have done a fantastic job, and then also to the Gender Equality Committee and all of the work and all of the submissions were in there. And I suppose what, what there is the opportunity to do is to bring our constitution into a place which really, um, I suppose, holds the rights um, of all of our population and, and really is explicit in terms of gender equality and non-discrimination. And I think that's, that's really critical in terms of everybody having um, equitable access to to everything in life, to safe home, to access in communities, employment, uh, public life that, that um, we, we have enshrined in our constitution a value of, of gender equality and 
and um, anti-discrimination. So I think that's, that's quite critical. But I would say as well, Alan, just to move it on a little bit in terms of the the recommendations of the Assembly, which also, or then of the Gender Equality Committee, which I, I suppose I was disappointed didn't we didn't hear it yesterday on International Women's Day. We're we're less just over a year out to the local elections in 2024, and we do need to see the gender quotas put in place. Um, it, we would like to see them in place for 2024, um, and that hasn't yet been announced by government. So I'm hoping that the, that that will be something they'll announce in, in the coming weeks or months, um, because it is critical. Like if you if we just ground ourselves in Clare, in the last local elections, there were 51 candidates that ran in Clare and only 22% of those were women. Um, and that was mainly actually in the NS area. So in Killaloo, for example, there was only one woman out of 10 candidates that actually ran. So Women for Election are very busy at the moment, running really important and um, programmes for women. Any woman who's interested in getting involved in politics, we actually have a campaign class on tonight if anybody wants to register online. Um, but the what we do need is we need... Um, incentive and then stick carrot and stick methods in place at local level and and it's it's really important that this is happening before 2024 because what that means if we don't have a, a strong showing of women put on the tickets and supported on winnable seats in the local elections in 2024 we're going to lose a whole five more years in terms of an election cycle and sitting 100th in the world at the moment with only 20 um three percent in the doll and 24 percent women elected in the last local elections is is not okay and this affects every aspect of of life then because we saw in covid quite particularly that women were incredibly absent from the tables and that wasn't women's fault men were overrepresented at every decision making table making decisions about all of our lives and that wasn't good for men and it wasn't good for women. Yeah, so, there, there seems um, to be a lot of reasons that, you know, feed into, uh, aside from it being still a fairly patriarchal society, Katrina, as to why there are less women involved in politics and when we spoke about it yesterday with the MEPs Grace O'Sullivan and Deirdre Clune, we spoke about the the recent meeting of, of the Karen Corla, Shona Freel and, and various female Oireachtas members about abuse, you know, both online mm. abuse and abuse in person and now it isn't exclusively female public representatives who were on the receiving end of this, but they seem to be targeted significantly more than uh, their male counterparts. How much of a, a part is abuse playing in, in, in putting women off or preventing women from entering politics? And are you heartened to see that at least that this has been looked at and, and they're tra- to aiming to address it? Yeah, well, Women for Election, we've been, we're very heartened that there's leadership um, on board and we've been in a series of meetings for the last few weeks with the Taoiseach and the Count Corla and political leaders across parties and, and with the women's, the Iraq's Women's Caucus. So we're, we're pushing for a, a high level task force to look at how we can create safe, inclusive and accessible politics for women in Ireland. So, so that's a piece that's ongoing. And so I would say to you that the change is starting to happen. There are legislation, there is legislation coming on board. Um, but I, I think we need to set it in the context of in order to change culture in, in Ireland, in terms of patriarchy and also in terms of politics, we actually need to have a critical mass of women um, at the table. And I don't think any woman listening in um, would would, would um, disagree with me when I say women have the right to be and belong at every table. And why should we be kept away because of, of the inappropriate behaviour of a minority of, of our citizens? So I think violence against women is something that is pervasive in every walk of life, unfortunately, Karen will attest to that in terms of her own work with the Rape Crisis Centre um, and many of the activists in Clare will, will recognise that in terms of 
the home being the, the, the most the least safe place for a lot of women and children. But what we women for election are very clear about is that we, we want to really encourage women to come forward. We've got supports in place. There's networks um, of supports. It's not okay what's happening to women in public life. That's not acceptable. But together we can actually push back and the more women we have coming forward the more that women are supported and then the more measures of accountability and um, justice and, and prevention that are put in place from a very high level with government and with across our justice family, then together we can actually change the problem. But saying to women it's not a place to be is, is, is not a message yeah. that, that's appropriate at the moment. And I think because it's not like, why sh- like we shouldn't be kept off, the, the we shouldn't be kept out of public life. And I think, um, you know, a hundred years of being designed into it when when the constitution was created initially and then the 37 constitution we, we're still picking up those pieces and I would appeal to anyone listening if you know any woman, if you feel it yourself you know, get involved now is a critical time, there's a great opportunity there's lots of opportunities to run and be okay. forced to run and um, let's let's do this. Okay, I just want to give the last word on all of this to Karen and Karen, given, <laughs> given what we've been talking about um, you know, the, the potential removal of references to women's place being in the home from our constitution a story caught my eye from Spain a Spanish court has ordered a man to pay his ex-wife more than 200,000 euro for 25 years of unpaid uh, domestic labour um, I just wonder how, you know, given what we're talking about potentially removing from our constitution how transformative a case like that is you know, acknowledging and monetarily too that, you know yeah. it isn't, should, shouldn't just be a woman who has to do all of that and that taking care of domestic chores is legitimate work and should be recognised as such Well, absolutely and I mean, I think, you know the situation that we have at the moment where we're, we're confining like when we're, we're saying in the constitution that women's places in the home essentially it, it doesn't take into account the amount of labour that that requires and I think what's interesting about um, what the Citizens Assembly has told us is that they have said that there should be a recognition um, that care in the home also has a value um, and that's not necessarily gendered and the, the further we move away from gendering that the more recognition um, we need to place on us and they recognize re- they have recommended things like a pay structure for people who provide mm. care in the home they've rec- they've recommended things like increasing carers allowance having a pension etc and i think what's interesting you know katrina mentioned the pandemic there and who makes decisions i mean looking at all of the announcements announcements after announcements during during the pandemic it was always three men at the podium making decisions and three men announcing to the country these are the decisions we've made and who is in the room making those decisions is very important because we wound up like it might seem like a minor thing but we wound up with a situation where you couldn't buy children's shoes for a long period of time and as anybody who has children knows that's the thing you need to do quite regularly yes so i suppose you know that reflection of who's at the table is very important in terms of how people live their life. Okay, okay we do have to leave it there but my thanks to both of you uh, for joining us to, to, to discuss all of that. That's Karen O'Donnell there, Director of Rape Crisis Midwest and also with us uh, the CEO of Women for Election, Katrina Gleeson.